0: what's going on everybody welcome back to blunt instruments this is now episode 29 i am luke let me introduce you to jake jake what's up bud
1: i'm good mate how are you good good how's the land down under yeah it's good we've got like heat waves coming through and stuff like that so it's hot than hell but yeah okay what about you yeah
0: it's freezing cold here
1: the dead of winter here freezing
0: yeah freezing friggin' cold man like honestly my hands are in my sweatshirt pocket right now i'm that cold even inside but you know soon sure enough I we're going to florida in march for like almost the entire month so that'll be pretty no. sweet
1: well you can't complain of that then can you
0: no no and i'm gonna i'm gonna record the podcast with you from florida
1: like a total change of pace it'll be i feel like ian fleming <laughs> yeah you'll just be like it'll take you twice as long to say anything and it'll just be chilled out yeah i'm like i'm getting uh podcast fatigue so I'm traveling to Florida to do a couple episodes
0: <laughs> to see to see if it rejuvenates my my mind but uh but yeah so this episode we're going to do something surprisingly we haven't done yet we're going to talk about the various cars of 007 not just James Bond but I mean more so but the cars of 007 so we kind of figured we would start from the top and work our way towards the newer films but what do you say? We just kind of go through, talk about each one, and then I was gonna say, like at the end, let's say top five most iconic. Yeah, sounds will.
1: good. Before All we right, get well, into that though, we got we got to ask a quick question. I I think we've almost completely ignored it because we knew that it was gonna happen. No time oh. to died, delayed. We we both pretty much just didn't even bring it up at the beginning because we knew that this was gonna happen, but in like. Ten words or less. How are you feeling?
0: I already tuned it out. I knew it was. It's not a surprise to me, and I personally don't think it's going to happen again. So
1: that's my yeah. take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent agree. I think October was weird. That was the only thing that I thought. I don't know if that's got any relevance to a date over there or anything, but I thought November, October, like, oh, I would have just kept it as November because it's still Almost probably going to then if they're going to do it yeah
0: honestly so for me yeah this this comes out like uh i'm trying to think like i can't remember what the date was but only a couple of days before my 30th birthday so i'll try to convince brianne to uh maybe we can go somewhere you know like a little weekend thing and see it and then spend my birthday there but other than that like i don't know like i the news was so nonchalant too they just like released a different poster with a new date and i'm like fuck you like i just at this point like it's a joke in every way it's a joke to us it's a joke to them it's a joke to their sponsors it's a joke to everybody
1: it wasn't even like um we are delaying the film again they just put the caption i think was just october 2021 yeah it's like they even know that it's been delayed that many times they don't need to release another press thing as soon as i saw it i was just like why why not do something with this at least like make it funny do something funny with it why are they not funny like like just say like delay another day do
0: something
1: like that yeah but oh yeah fuck, i don't know i feel like yeah we've both hit the hit the point with the delays on no times of die where we're just like, yeah, all right, yeah. cool. October, I'll and see I you just, next year.
0: It's like, I, I I'm in, like, I have no emotion about it. Like, I'm not even indifferent. I just, I just don't care. I knew yeah. it was gonna happen.
1: Um, I don't know, you know. I just, I don't know. But anyways, let's talk about fun stuff now. Should we talk about cars? Yeah. Let's
0: do it. So yeah, let's start from the
1: top. So like I said, we'll
0: we'll go through um you know, obviously some films will have more than others and you know whatever the case may be, but let's start from the very first and, and try to touch on, you know, the books, but here on my list the very first one from Dr. No is the Sunbeam Alpine, that little two-door uh convertible uh kind of shitbox <laughs> looking thing. Yeah. So if you have this pulled up on your end, I mean, to me, I look at it, I see like a 1960 something Corvette. I see like a smaller yeah. version of a Corvette. Um, what do you think of this one?
1: I so I think we're both on the same list. I hope. I I don't know. We'll we'll work it out as we go along. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Like I think, like you said, it's it seems like a pretty cool little car, and it's just um for me, this sort of sums up Doctor Knight, to be honest where it's like you hear all the stories about this this is the first time a james bond film was getting made it's if you asked someone what the first james bond car was including myself because i'm not necessarily the massive car fan i would probably not say a sunbeam Uh, no
0: i wouldn't either i mean even though the books they talk about the Bentley constantly i would still say the the aston martin
1: yeah 100 percent. so yeah that I almost clicked onto this list just as before we started talking and um, I saw that. I thought, Oh, okay. That it's a bit like the no time style I, I saw it was fairly indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's move on with that one. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so from Russia with love from Russia with love is one of my favorite films. And um, this is the first time we see a Bentley in yeah. the movie. So he's got that mark for, And this to me is a way of the filmmakers showing that he owns one. Yeah. Like he does in the books, but it's not what he drives per se. So this you see him when he's with Sylvia Trench, then gets called in. You know, he's like literally using it as like a like a drive down the coast with a girl vehicle. So Personally, I think that was the right way of using it because it just makes it would make no sense for him to be driving a car like this, being shot at or chasing somebody. Not like it doesn't have the style or the speed, but it's a Bentley. You know what I mean? It just to me, it just shows that he he has money. He has class. Uh, It kind of it kind of does for me when I look at him in a Bentley, it shows that he didn't come from money. And this was his way of saying, like, look what I can afford. But at the same time, he's not stupid enough to drive it in the wrong situations. That's what I get from this car.
1: Yeah, it's like someone buying a Lamborghini instead of a Ferrari. That's what they always say. It's like if you buy a Ferrari, you've probably already got money somewhere because you're not necessarily trying to show off. You want the quick car and things like that. You buy a Lamborghini and they're designed to show off. And I agree with that with this one. But I think... I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of the books versus the films at this stage because in the books he did use the Bentley as a bit more of a chase car there were a few few sort of scenes like that like the books aren't car heavy I don't think from memory Mm -hmm. in terms of like chase scenes compared to what they are in the films which is fine but do you think that because I think this is pretty much one of the only times that we really get to see him in a Bentley, and it's sort of like the throwback to the books. Do you think that they should have kept going with a Bentley in one way or another, or do you think they should have done what they've done, see it once? Um, I Honestly,
0: I would say, yeah, I think
1: they should, just
0: because they're beating the shit out of the db 5 So let's yeah. bring in something new. Even if it's just like... God, I'm trying to think. Like, say he... I don't know, like I think they used the DB5 perfectly in Skyfall and then ruined it in Spectre. So I think with Skyfall, with like the real kind of grand reintroduction, even though you kind of see him win it in Casino Royale, but the grand introduction, like say he opened that garage and the the Bentley was right next to it or something like that. Not necessarily him driving it because I just don't see Daniel Craig driving that you know, and or even like just the way that they inspector with the Rolls Royce, like mm. how he pointed out what it is, something like that, you know, they could have done something like that. But I don't see him driving
1: it that I just, you know, no, unless I you want to bring they, in a new one. It. Yeah, that was that was what I was gonna say. So I was gonna say it reminds me a little bit of that how this is used where it's almost like inspector, for example, where he gets the car back. And it's like the the sort of the nod to it again that he still got it and all things like that um, I think they could have done something but maybe would have had to have gone with something like a Continental GT or something like that like a new one um, and that could have been sitting next to it but that would have been a niche reference wouldn't it right. like if I think the majority of people would have seen that and gone huh there's a Bentley next to it mm-hmm. never seen a Bentley before in a James Bond film like do you know what Pretty I mean? Great. Like, that's how, right, how yeah. it would be seen. But, yeah, I think... I don't know. I would have quite liked to see Bentley continue. Just I think that was probably one of the easiest brand tie-ins from the books to the films that they could have done. But... Yeah. At the same time, if they did, we wouldn't have the world's most famous car. So...
0: Right. Right. I mean, for me, it's like they don't even have Bentleys anywhere. I think you can see... Maybe in Montenegro in front of the Casino and Casino Royale, maybe, or like a Rolls, but that might be it. But let's move on to the world's most famous car, the DB5, which we see at this point in Goldfinger and Thunderball. So for me, I mean, like I have, I don't hate on this car at all. I'm obsessed with this car, but they're using it a lot and it's blown up and it's back and it's blown up and it's back and it's blow I mean I just bought the- I just put in the clock I just bought that friggin Hot Wheel yesterday with all the bullet holes in it from No Time to Die. Like, yeah. I don't need to see it for ten movies by the time I'm eighty five. <laughs> so I mean I love the car. It's the most iconic James Bond car of all time, hands down. And spoiler alert that is my number one if we get to that at the end of the episode. Yeah. But at this point, it's overused. What are your thoughts on the DB5?
1: Uh, if you flog a dead horse for long enough, it'll come back to life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Like, I think I see this like the the page that we're looking at as we sort of go through these cars. I look at Sean Connery with the, with the DB5 and it's just stunning. Like, mm-hmm. you see it in a very traditional setting of the time. And it's just like, yeah, of course, this is the best car. It's, this is the James Bond car, but it's now got to the point where it just 100% feels like a marketing tool, and it's, but it's not even done in a way now that I think is necessarily good half the time, like, Mm. like you're saying with the bullet holes in the car, like, Corgi did one as well, and things like that, and it's just like, Corgi released a normal one a couple of years ago. And now they're doing exactly the same car with right. the bullet holes. Um, and it just feels a bit like you make this tiny slight difference to it, and now it's new again. That's how they're saying it. Or it's like, you know, the, I don't know the proper term for it, Um, those spinning guns, what are they called? Which ones? In the new film, you know, the guns in the like, headlights. Like just what,
0: like a machine gun?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, I don't know there's a proper word for it, but wow, we are. We should never do an episode on guns again. Uh, no, the skinny sp- no, ones without that make team. the bright noises and the loud bangs and that, you know. Uh-huh. But anyway, they, they, um, they put that in. They're like, oh, look at this, and it's like, okay, that's that's pretty cool, but you're just sort of adding in something to make it relevant again. And it's just, I see it with Sean Connery and. Exactly what you said earlier with with it in Skyfall with Daniel Craig and I just thought they are the best way that this car is used in the whole right. film franchise. Right. Everything else past that feels a little bit tokenistic sometimes.
0: Yeah, for me, I mean like I said, it's just you know, it's 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 almost kind of a shame. You know, it's just been it's just been beaten. And it's kind of surprising me because Daniel Craig's so particular with a lot of things, like even down to like the watch. And uh, the fact that he keeps letting this come back, I don't understand. But let's move on. Number four. This one, I actually really love the Toyota 2000 GT from You Only Live Twice. This is a beautiful car. It really is. So. That one to me. I just look at that, and this one, I've got a different article pulled up, and this is the article, is the top seven most iconic James Bond car, and this one's number two. Really? Yeah, which I disagree with, but I mean, to me, it's just, it's one of those... uh, Yeah,
1: I still quite like the choice, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, it's it's, aside from like a Toyota Supra, and this isn't even a joke, this is one of their most well-designed cars and it might even beat the toyota super just because that's a little chunky but this just looks like an exotic it looks like a jag
1: honestly yeah you
0: know what i mean and it's you know it's 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 an iconic car for sure number two i don't know what do you think about the 2000 gt
1: yeah i think that um i love this car and i think that this was probably one of the best sort of use of using the location and tying it in with what was happening in the film as well which i don't right. think happens enough sometimes like i hate to say this because i know we'll come on to this film later but you've got this car it's set in japan it's of the sort of time and it makes sense for him to drive it compared to nearly all of the other cars in the films the only other time that i really think they did that well was um Casino Royale when he drives off in a Ford Mondeo because it makes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, two extremes of the scale, but that's why I like this car because it is a Japanese car in the film set in Japan. It makes sense and it's just a stunning car. There's right. nothing more you can sort of say about it. I reckon.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said to me. The main thing I like about it just simply is the design of it. And I agree with you. I mean, you know, they're finally using something. And I shouldn't say finally because it's only, what, five movies in or something. But they're doing a good job of taking a car that he might be driving. Like if Bond were to be sent to Japan, they're like, are right, you're going to be there until you figure this shit out so he's like all right well i might get might as well get a car i enjoy he's not gonna get like a corolla (laughs) you know what i mean so this was a great this was a great choice so let's go to the next one this one is i just i just want to pick
1: pick up on that idea that that is that's how they do the mission statement it's like (laughs) this is a bad guy just go there and just don't (laughs) even bother coming back just fix it for fuck's sake like it's getting too hard now just go there what card you want you on toyota you're on toyota we'll give you, a toyota. <laughs> you want a, toyota? There's a toyota yeah i'll give you a toyota <laughs> right just go to japan and don't come just don't bother coming back if you can't do it that is how the next james bond film should start just make it a single mission again and be like you're going here just don't come back until you fixed yeah, it
0: don't come back until they're dead
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next one which has made a
0: resurgence, if you will. The Aston Martin so called DBS or the V eight from Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which we later see again in which one was it? License to Kill? Of uh, Living Daylights. And then well I mean technically they're different but they're the same. And then we obviously see it again. No, it's time to die. This is one that, you know, Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, and then the two Timmy, two dicks films are the three films that I've watched the absolute least. So this is a car for me that personally never got a lot of love from me just because I, I haven't seen the films that it's in very much. But it's a car that, you know what? I think they've used it the perfect amount. I want, I was going to say something about them. They could have used it more, but I'm glad that they didn't because now that it's coming yeah. back and no time to die, nobody was expecting that. Nobody. You no. know, so this car to me is, I don't know, like I could argue that I like this car more than the DB5 just because it's, it's Aston Martin say we're going to compete directly with American Muscle with this car. And it's stunning that's my take on it
1: yeah i um, i really agree with that that i think that the way they've bought this car back and the amount that they've used this let's say style of car that'll probably be easier like the more sort of muscle car makes me like the car more than i ever did before like right. i saw that again and i saw in the nighttime style trailers and things like that or the pictures that they were using this car and i just thought oh my god that is the best James Bond car just Mm -hmm. because it felt like it worked in every way so it's almost like the way that they have actually used it has made me like the car more than I did before Um, I do like it, it is a bit more American muscle than I suppose like the European chic Mm -hmm. which that I suppose it's just a bit of a preference thing but I feel right. like you could almost, this car, it just wouldn't look out of place even nowadays. Like I think if you drove that around, a lot of people probably wouldn't know what it was necessarily. But I think that you could still get away with that as a Sunday drive car compared to a DV5 that you would just put in bubble wrap. Right. Um, it just looks and the way that it's being used as a car that's meant to be driven. And that's right. what I love this one for.
0: Right. I mean, even once he's got it in Living Daylights with all the modifications that just looks even cooler to me. Yeah. Um but obviously this this car as a as a character in the film is associated with the end of the film which is obviously a sad sad spot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. wait, she wait, dies, wait. mate. She dies. Spoiler
1: alert <laughs> from 50 years later she dies. Okay. I haven't uh oh, well great I haven't seen that film, so um
0: right. Yeah, I believe it actually. <laughs> okay, so this is where this is where they go on a interesting american muscle run but it's yeah it's interesting because the next one's the mercury cougar that tracy is driving that's an yeah. odd car for me for her to have i mean correct me if i'm wrong but this is not in the united states when she's driving this car
1: no that is in um his glory isn't it I believe so. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it or isn't it when I can't think, like
0: I don't know, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I'm not sure what they were trying to do with this car, but I feel like there was a meaning behind it, which was almost that she she's obviously portrayed throughout the film as a very independent, um, strong character. That's right. the way that from the first time you meet her till the end of the film, she's portrayed. And I feel like that car is a mirror of that for me, Mm -hmm. where it's she doesn't have to necessarily have the, like the picture that I'm looking at behind it, the car is um, a Mini Cooper. Mm -hmm. That would probably almost be like the more, let's say stereotypical Bond girl car would be something small, something like that. Right. Like you even think forward in like Casino Royale, the car that that the Bond girl's driving in that is a smaller equivalent of, like, a, a Mini Cooper. And mm-hmm. in this film, she's got this Mercury Koga, and it's just pretty much like, yeah, she's got as much right to have that as anyone else. She's going to drive it, and that's great. Just don't really like the car. That's
0: what I'm, that's my that's my issue. Like, I yeah. I love the fact that they gave her a car like that, but why not a Mustang? Or... yeah a Camaro or like that's my confusion is that particular car, not the American muscle. I mean, yes, it's interesting that they brought that car over there and you're right. It is a piece Gloria, but it's just first off being an American muscle car. It's out of place. And then
1: being that car, it's even more out of place to me. Beautiful car. Just just strange. That's the thing. Like, uh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm always 50, 50 on American muscle cars. Like, I feel like they were either real hit or miss in terms of I love them or I don't like them. And this one I just unfortunately don't like. Sorry to the Mercury Cougar fans out there. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. In the one of the
0: uh, most classic American cars of all time and one of the shittiest movies of all time, Diamonds Are Forever, the Ford Mustang. Um, maybe the only good part about this movie, the Ford Mustang. I mean, for me, it's like it's a 1971, I think, ish. I mean, that's when the film came out. So it's, and you can tell it's not a 60s Mustang. It's a 70s Mustang. So obviously, either 70 or 71. But I mean, it's a beautiful car. I like the colors. I like the fact that it's kind of like that Mach 1 looking version. But it's like, this, I wish they would have, I mean, the movie sucks. (laughs) So it's like, they didn't do anything right in that film. But, That like a 67 like fastback would have been a little a little better for me just to kind. of. But at that point, it's like nowadays, like putting a classic car in bond is cool. Back then it was like, what's the best, newest, greatest thing? So I can't really fault them for that. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's technically it's not his Mustang. It's Tiffany's Mustang um you know and they're actually in the united states they're in vegas with this so they've got like a flashy american muscle the bright orange i mean yeah. i like i mean obviously i love the car but i kind of wish they'd done like a
1: 67 yeah i just wish they hadn't done this film to be honest like <laughs> you you see it and it's I know, I know what you mean it feels like um I always think that Mustangs go in these weird cycles, especially during, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, where it's like, good one, shit one, good one, shit one, almost Mm -hmm. through, like, the decades of it. And, like you're saying, I don't think it's a shit car, but it's like, you compare that to a 60s Mustang, and it doesn't even get close to how nice that is. Like, these ones, they run a lot higher on the road, they're, like, lifted up a lot more, they just... I don't know. Like I, w- I look at it. and I'm like, all I can think is, I bet that wobbles when you drive it because <laughs> it just looks like a clown car. Really? Um, it looks like a mini. I don't know, like a monster truck. On the size of the wheels that it's got and things right. like that. Right. Um. And this just sort of sums up the the film I think, where it's pretty much that they were like all the all the Fords in the films were pretty much destroyed because Ford said they'll just give them as many as they want, and it was just like. That's pretty much Diamonds Are Forever, isn't it? It's just like, just keep right. going until you break it. Um, right. Yeah, I I like the idea of using the Mustang. Just do it in a good film. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Clown Car, which brings us very
0: nicely into, this is American car number three, definitely not a muscle car, but the AMC Hornet that uh, Roger Moore ends up stealing to yeah. chase after Mary Goodnight. So this one's obviously in Bangkok. It's interesting because, once again, an American car. But these are the type of cars that they would have over there because they were inexpensive. Um, This is another one. I mean, this is even just down to the wheels. Like, it's trying to be a Mustang, but it's way smaller and cheaper and slower and shittier. So for it to be a car that he steals, great. But if if this
1: was his car, I'd be pretty pissed off. What about you? That whole scene in that film, I reckon, where she gets kidnapped is just the weirdest mm-hmm. scene anyway. Like, I remember when we did our... Our episodes, when we went through and we ranked all the, the James Bond films and I went back and watched this film again. And I just remember that whole bit just being like, what is happening here? Because she's, like, in the boat and it was just bizarre, wasn't it? And... That whole film's pretty bizarre, to be honest. I, yeah, I I think, like you said, if he steals it, that's fine. If he buys it, no good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does a 360
0: hard. flip over the river, a 360 spin. Like it, It's just... You know what, though? They've chose this car because it's probably pretty light, and they yeah. can do some weird shit with it. But and if the you ready to move cool.
1: on... Like the, oh, the yeah. Stun,
0: I mean, good luck doing that with a Mustang. It's probably yeah. 5,000 pounds heavier,
1: but don't need so to see you, this you, car like again you'd there's be, a reason you'd be that, lucky to get that line 90 degrees I up not you
0: i know i mean but that's the that's the last time you see this car and then that company yeah. ended up dissolving in 1988 so bye okay <laughs> this is where we start getting into some of my favorites and this is stop number and by the way the AMC Hornet in this fucking article i have is also a uh, iconic car then it says AMC paid five mil to be in this film, which was like an advertising record at the, at the time or something. So but
1: all that he stole. Not yeah. Even a car. He, yeah. He chose to drive.
0: I'm screwing up with this with, so we're one, two, three. Okay. So this is about to be number technically five. Cause even the V eight was already on this most iconic. So number f- five, most iconic, according to this article, but for me personally, these films, I, or these cars in the film, I love the Lotus Esprit, the spy who loved me. I personally like the Lotus Esprit from, for your eyes only better, but obviously this is, this is top five most iconic James Bond cars because of the obvious. It's a fucking submarine. So this one, I mean, they chose in my opinion, the right car to do this with, um, It's, it's, you know, it's funny to me because I could picture like watching something like this with my dad. And when Roger Moore like rolls down the window and drops the fish out, like my dad would probably laugh at that because it's so cheesy. But it's like at the same time, this is like by far the least cheesy. Like this is something that could be done with these cars if they knew how to do, you know what I mean? So it's like this to me is it's an over the top. Gadget that this car or function this car has, but they chose the right car to do it with and it fits the film perfectly. And overall, like I have no issue with the Submarine and the Lotus Esprit combination. I don't know about you.
1: I'd compare this car to a rice cooker because for me, when it comes to a gadget, it's very one dimensional. It's like you buy a rice cooker, all it can do is cook rice. It's going to take up a load of space, but it's still really good. Um, That's how I feel about this car. It's like, they turned this car into a submarine on, like, the off chance that he'd have to go underwater. Right. Luckily, he did. (laughs) And he had to shoot. (laughs) That's how it feels to me. It's like, I bought a rice cooker. It sat in my cupboard for the last two years. But now, all of a sudden, I need to cook rice. Um, Right.
0: But you don't have an issue with the fact that it turns into a submarine or that it's a Lotus Esprit. It's just a simple fact that, like, wow, what are the chances that I actually have a car that can do this when I need it to?
1: It's like, I just, I don't know, I'm probably getting way too deep into this. And, of course, we are. We do a James Bond podcast. If I'm not getting too deep into it, something's wrong. But I just think of them, like, designing this car where they're basically, like, all of the other cars yet. Let's put missiles on it. Great. Let's put some guns on it. that will help car chases, things like that. Should we make it a submarine? Why? I don't know. Should we need put it underwater? <laughs> yeah. He might might need to go underwater. Okay, yeah, right. cool. Yeah. All right, make it a submarine. And, of course, luckily, now everything's under, underwater, it works perfectly. I love these cars. I think that just for the fact that it does that, it makes it by far one of the most iconic because of the gadgets like i think as bad as this is i do love that car but if it even if it was a different sort of car you would still love it just for the the fact that it did this but that's where i think the one in um for your eyes only that's why i agree that that one i probably actually do prefer because it's just a really nice car yes um obviously doesn't turn into a submarine but yeah maybe it does i don't know um maybe they were like well you used it last time yeah let's just do it again maybe they're for me, into submarines.
0: for me like the lotus esprit the submarine one i look at it as in if i were to go to like just a james bond museum yeah like if this was there that would be a car i would be taking endless pictures of and pictures in front of and if i could get in it like this is like Obviously the DB5, but this would be number two on that list, hands down.
1: It's like it's it iconic. To, um, yeah, it used to be a Bond emotional seen it, and it's yeah. um, it's a very nice car.
0: Yeah, I definitely need to try to find a way to see it in person. But let's move on to the next one, the Lotus Esprit Turbo, for your eyes only, 1981. To me, this car's just clean. Like even with the skis on the back, like it's just clean. Like whoever, whoever, I don't know how you would this isn't like a costume design thing, but whoever came up with the idea to like put the skis on there, like it gives it like just the right amount of like winter feel, but it's still a sports car and they chose the right color. To me, they really chose the right color. Like white would have been a dumb move, a dumb move. Like it stands out in the snow, like a yellow or like a green would have been stupid. Like I think they could have either got away with red or black and that's it. But like a really shiny black.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I love this car. I just, um I wish they'd shown the scenes where it just, because that car definitely is going to get bogged in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's not very James Bond, but maybe behind the scenes, there's got to be a scene of that getting bogged in the snow. But yeah. yeah, like you said, I just think I love that car. I think that, yeah, the, the one Inspire Loved Me is probably a lot more iconic, but in terms of, just how they actually look i prefer the look of this one mm-hmm. what color yeah. would you say that is is it like orange it's Nothing's like orange.
0: a maroon it looks like a yeah like a burnt or it's like it's like a mix between
1: yeah. a maroon
0: and, and and like a burnt orange yeah i think it's just depends on how the sun hits it yeah but yeah i mean this is an iconic car iconic let's move on to any of the most iconic car of all of them citroen 2 cv from for your for your eyes only (laughs) yeah we laugh about that
1: but it's actually been used again with daniel craig in i uh, know i know
0: so this one obviously does not make the list of the most iconic cars but this one let me just read what this says here the squat yellow vehicle does well enough during the chase but it's clear that the certain scenes were sped up to accommodate the underpowered vehicle. Eventually, the 2CV overturns, but local villagers help push him back onto all four wheels again. Clearly, Bond had enough. of mishavlocks driving because he jumps behind the wheel and takes off once more. Okay. Okay, here. But then it says a Citroen 2CV car chase scene added humor to the film. I'm glad that's what you used it for. I get that it's a, a car you would have seen in this time period in this area. But if he's getting into this car, do not, I mean the, even the fact that they sped it up, I think kind of pisses me off. Let it look slow. If it's supposed yeah. to be funny, let it look slow and shitty. If, it's th- yeah. if that's what it's supposed to be for, let it. I mean, obviously it's not sped up where it's anything crazy, but you know, I mean, I do remember the scene, and it is kind of comical, but it's just still, it's like, come on. But I mean, just the car itself. When you look at this, what do you think? When you look at it, there's something I think it looks like, like a, like a elongated version of something. What does it look like to you?
1: It just looks like a clown car to me. Yeah. It,
0: it looks like, if you look at the doors, it looks like a Volkswagen Beetle, but like longer and more narrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think for where the film's set, the Citroen would definitely probably be saying more, but... I would have been probably happier if they'd maybe used a, a beetle, to be honest, if they're going for that sort of feel of that film. Um, but I think, like you said, I just, it's it's designed almost as a comedy piece and designed to add some lightheartedness into it. So I'm actually fine with how they use it and I'm fine with it being in the film. If it was, if he picked this up from Q, then you would just be like, why, why have you done that? Right. But the same with, like, I keep going on about. It. I think my number one car is going to be the Ford Mondeo. I don't know what's going on here, but like the Ford Mondeo, it makes sense that he's using it. Like the like the Toyota, it makes sense that he's using it. So that's why I'm, I quite like it in a weird way.
0: The Bajaj R E from Octopusher. Um, obviously everybody knows what this one is once you see it. VJ, the VJ Mobile, I like to call it. Um, so yeah, this one is, you know, not a whole lot to say about it. It's just in, it's exactly what you would see in India at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's on here because yes, he's in it and he drives it and whatever else may be, but you know, nothing, uh, to me, it's just, this is similar to, like you said, with the Toyota, obviously, since this is just technically a taxi, like it's it's just exactly what you would see, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, it'd be like if you go to New York and you see a bunch of people driving around in Prius taxis, that's what you would see. you're not gonna yeah. nothing deep to look into, um yeah. but yeah, i mean any anything you want to add <laughs> with this one
1: g q gave it a call cool factor of zero, yeah, the next car nice, yeah excellent
0: <laughs> another taxi, the Renault taxi from a view to a kill. So this one they have somewhere on display. It actually it was a bond in motion with yeah. the whole <laughs> top ripped off. So uh this is another one I think like in Europe and you'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, but Renault is pretty heavy in the taxi game. Yeah. Are they not? Okay, so you know, another uh I guess, you know,
1: right place at yeah. the right time type car it's pretty much it's exactly the same as the the Tuk Tuk, to be honest like that's right. almost how i view this one um one thing i will say about this scene is just the whole bit leading up to it when he steals it and the taxi driver and it's like i don't know if i'd call it like lazy racism but <laughs> it was just like the french bloke where it's just i'm pretty sure he's like eating a baguette <laughs> <laughs> not, not working right and he's just there and he's like, oh no they stole my car you stole my, oh, my car girl,
0: and
1: it's, my uh, yeah and it's just like yeah okay very good but right. that's pretty much just sums up of you to a kill a little bit doesn't it Um, the only other thing that I'll say about this car is because they chose for it to be uh, let's say a homemade convertible shall we there's just so many scenes in it where you can just really clearly see that it's not Roger Moore driving the car Right, like even the picture that I've got up of it at the moment, I'm just like, that's not Roger Moore. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, uh, which is it's, fine. Like,
0: yeah, right. No, I mean, for me, it's just like, I think it's it's a good idea. Here, my my main positive about this car, there's two. It is a car that's very heavily used as a taxi, so I didn't do anything crazy with that. And then number two, I do like that you see it in France, and it's a French company that's yeah. really it for me nothing more to it add to fits, fits in well it does the job right okay next the rolls royce silver cloud 2 from a view to a kill this one um is interesting to me because uh i don't think we see another rolls until specter so Kind of surprising, we haven't seen it, but at the same time, not because I think um, this was the right time to use it. So, you know, I but to me, like this is the Bentley. Obviously, looks luxurious, but it also looks like it's got like I don't know, like maybe a little bit of grit to it, if that's yeah. not too far fetched. This one's just over the top, like English royalty. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is someone's driving you in this instead of exactly, your driving it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Which of course in this film he is being driven around by Tibbet. So You know, he uh and then gets obviously strangled in this whip, but Yeah, I mean it fits. It fits when he's tooling around at like a what would you call it? Like a stable or uh I mean it's like yeah. a it's like a chateau, but You know, it fits for him to be uh, chauffeured around something like this. But, I mean, yeah, I think my best positive with this is, aside from the car, obviously it's a beautiful vehicle, but it fits with the character or the role that Bond is playing during the particular time that this vehicle is on screen. What do you think?
1: I love that it's Cubby's Brockley's car. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was his personal car. He boards it in 62. I love the fact that they use that and I think that's a really nice little sort of throwback almost the idea you know where it's like Sean Connery got a Rolex um took it pretty much off the wrist of someone to Mm -hmm. to use that for the film I love that they use this car again um save a bit of money who doesn't love saving money um I mean
0: I think it is in in Thunderball too not maybe not this one but you do see like a in like in the background in Thunderball at some
1: point but um yeah i just think that once again for the scene and that it's perfect also i think that Tibbet's probably the best character in a view to a kill he pretty much a great, hands down great character um yeah it's it's just you so well. you don't think and... tanya
0: roberts is the best character she's hot as hell
1: no i'm going with Tibbet. i don't know what what that says about me but um yeah i'm going with Tibbet. uh what about you um no when she she gets like stuck in a lift and that she's just annoying um so good looking. <laughs> <so good. laughs> but yeah i don't know like i think um i i love this how the car looks i'm always a bit funny with sort of the rolls royces like even i think if you see one out on the street they just looks like the least practical car in the world it's like someone's just gonna drive you around in that and you're just gonna be comfy in the back that's what this car looks right. like and it's what it's used for so you can't really complain about it again i think
0: i mean i look at it and i just picture one of the royal family members showing up to one of the other royal family members weddings that's it yeah 100% um, okay so next now back to the V8 the living daylights 1987 this car I just said is one of my favorites of all time and not just bond cars, but just cars period. Mm-hmm. And the concept of the side skirts turning into skis is genius, but I hate the fucking way it looks. And it's, and to me it's a die another day esque, just over the top. Like literally to me, this is more over the top than the submarine. I'm dead ass serious. I don't like it. I just don't like the concept Sk- of skate
1: skis with is more over the top than a car turning into a submarine.
0: Yes. Yes, because the thing is you got to remember something. They did build that Lotus to do that. So it's not yeah. like it didn't do it. It did do it. And it's like and this did, but it's like is are the skis really adding that much value to this? And then with like the caution paint on them? Yeah. Like, when is yep. James Bond ever cautious? Be like, hey, these are turning into skis, but don't step anywhere near it. Don't, because we got all this <laughs> yellow and black. What? What?
1: Like, it's think like about health and, It's like, that's when health and, around the, the sort of 80s, isn't it? It's like, that's when health and safety actually became like a job that people did. And it's right. like, well, you got to be careful. We're gonna We're going to give you missiles in a car that is a petrol car. Let's keep that in mind. Uh-huh. But just be careful of moving parts with the skis. Yeah, it I mean... blows my mind. Um, but yeah, I know we sort of touched on it earlier, but I, I do love this car. I I know what you mean about the skis, but I think if you just look at it more as just the car and all of the gadgets apart from that, I just love this car. And yeah, I do too. Yeah, I quite like Timothy Dalton. I still quite like Timothy Dalton.
0: I don't. I don't mind him. I just. <laughs> it's just not my favorite. I, I
1: wouldn't invite him out to dinner, but he's fine. Oh, I definitely would, but he'd probably
0: just be <laughs> pissed off. He's like the. He's like the original Daniel Craig. Yeah. I just can't get over the white, the yellow, and black caution stripes. Like, come on. All right. Anyways, we're back to the DB5, Golden Eye, and Tomorrow Never Dies. So we have technically gone. 30 vehicle. years since we've seen this film or this
1: vehicle yeah. and that is excellent because so, so we, get, we get it once and twice in 30 years and then 800 well, times in 10 yeah. years
0: yeah well i mean it's been 30 years since daniel craig's taken the helm <laughs> it seems like but here this is my thing with it in golden obviously if you've listened to this podcast you know that I'm a huge Pierce Brosnan fan, a huge Goldeneye fan. I think it's used perfectly because I think the scene with Zenya and that Ferrari is awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's all well shot. I think the fact that he's already got a girl in the car with him is awesome. Yeah. And she's like all pissed off and he's still like flirting up a storm with both of them. And he's just like, at the same time, he's like, just shut up. I'm flirting with her right now. I'll get back to you in a minute. Um, but yeah, to me, I just, I, you know, I mean, we've talked about the car already, so I guess I'll just touch on the use in GoldenEye. I have no issue with it because it's been a very long time. Um, they reintroduced the new Bond, so he's back in this. They didn't use this at all um, to in, in, in um, Timothy Dalton's films. So yeah, they're like, hey, you know, we're moving away from Dalton, those films, that style of film, feel. We're back trying to get kind of an older feel with a little bit newer vibe. We bring it back, and it's used in a great scene. To me, it is one of the best scenes it's used
1: in, truly. So my question with this, this might sound like a weird question, but the only real sort of gadget that we see in this film, in this car, is a champagne cooler, yeah? In the center console. Do you reckon in the year 2020, 2021, whenever, that they could do that again in a James Bond film with all the drink driving stuff now? Or do you think that they would steal away from that? Like, serious question, do you think that they would do that now? Um, I think they could. I think they could.
0: I, I mean, it's just... Okay, it depends on one thing. It depends on the vibe of those films. I don't think Daniel yeah. Craig could do it. I think the amount of humor and cheese he could pull off is what they did with the ejector seat in Skyfall. Yeah. Um, anything more than that, I, I would just be... And the thing is, too, it's actually my biggest reason why... I mean, yes, they could, but the reason I wouldn't want them to is because it's, it's it would just be like you are shot-for-shot shot remaking Gold Knight right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just you know, I, I don't know. I mean, because I guess technically if it's supposedly the same car that he's been using since Doctor or Gold Goldfinger it's it's already in there, but it's like how do you even that's something where it's like how do you even address it without it being exactly like it's done in Gold Yeah. He puts it no, back in this time, like he's already drinking, he's like, Fuck this shit, just black out and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> puts it back in there and shuts it. Like you can't, you can't really even film it. I, like truly, I feel like, how do you even film it without it, with just it being original? Just falls
1: out the car, uh, Madeline, Madeline. Uh, yeah, Madeline. Let's say, let's I wanna go in bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Madeline. Come here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a
0: bollinger.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. That, yeah, so It's like, uh, so in Bollinger's. bollinger. They put it back in this, you know. Like, yeah. It's not a con. Uh, Johnny Depp. The, the don't don't spill it. Shit don't spill um, oh, well, it. It's worth twelve grand. do not spill it.
0: Don't spill it. You're stupid. You're spilling this shit for me. It's me 12. Actually, it's been in here since 1965. So this is a uh, <laughs> a $50 million bottle of Bollinger. Here.
1: 1965, was that the last time that Daniel Craig film came out? Oh, um, yeah, so no I agree that this I love this car. I think that it's used really well. Um but now we have to get onto a car that I don't love and I don't think it was used very well. Um BM just any BMW. Let's start with the BMW Z three.
0: Um wait, sorry. I missed what you said, it broke up a little bit.
1: Oh, sorry. Um. So yeah, I was just saying that I absolutely love that car, but now it's time to move on to a whole bunch of cars that I really do not love. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty much any BMW. So let's start with the BMW Z3.
0: Okay. So the problem with that car is it's, it actually packs a serious punch, and they don't use it for a fucking thing. He doesn't use it for anything in this film. Nothing. So. Not- he literally, it's Stinger missiles, ejector seat, radar, but he doesn't use it. And unless I'm on drugs, he doesn't use it, right? He doesn't use any of it. So, I mean, and it's a weird color. It was a weird color to choose, like that light blue, sky blue. It was a weird
1: color. I didn't like the color at all. It was just, I don't know. I think just the color alone was like 1995, let's make sure everyone knows for the rest of time that this film was made in 1995 with that color like i don't even know can you go out and buy cars that are like that high metallic blue anymore i think you'd struggle
0: yeah i just you know and to me that's why bmw didn't last too long in the in the franchise and um if you're ready to move on to the 750 il i think that's why because now you've literally got bond in a sedan the gadgets were great, um, yeah. and this car actually played like a very big role in this film, a huge role, like one of the biggest roles um, of all the vehicles in the franchise. But I don't know. I mean, it's 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 funny because you look back on it even today, and I understand that at this at in 1997, the 750 was still one of the top luxury sedans on the market. It was very expensive. It was.
1: You know, but it's like it's Bond wouldn't be driving it. He just wouldn't be driving. It It would, it. Be, it would be like the next James Bond driving a S three sedan or an Who's S3 it yeah, sedan, who's he gonna Aldi. put
0: who's gonna sit in the back? Why do you yeah. in the back seat? Who's gonna be back there?
1: Baby seat. Um, God. Oh
0: God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like I just look at this car now. And I think the problem with BMW is well, not even just BMW but BMW I know are one of the bad ones for it that in the, that sort of 90s even sort of mid to late 90s BMW went to a design where their cars were extremely boxy like I think it was almost a bit of that throwback to sort of the Mark II sort of era and this car has just dated so badly and it's such a shame because I think it probably has the coolest gadgets on any car right because um, I remember seeing that film when i was very young and just thinking why can't we drive a car with our phone
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah. and i think it was the first time that we really get to see a mobile phone being used as a proper gadget right right um so it also really multiple times well. yeah that's it and the i think in the
0: 750 problem. are very over or not overused they're very well used in the
1: in yeah the it's just a shame this a horrid looking car nowadays
0: right right
1: um,
0: um yeah i mean that car did not age well but this one no. the next one i think did age well but this is another car that also doesn't do a damn thing it's got it uses does
1: it use a the rocket? rocket
0: that's it just the one cause
1: already the car's already broken like it's yeah. literally in half when it uses a rocket
0: but you know what though I I did read somewhere that BMW actually and it even says it in here too. BMW crushed in sales with their product placement after this, after these films. Crushed.
1: Well yeah, but in the first one what were they saying that they received fifteen thousand orders and it took a year to fulfill them after the like, GoldenEye one and he didn't even use the car properly. He drove no. it somewhere.
0: No. Yeah. So with that we're talking about the BMW Z eight or the Z eight. Which gets sliced in half by that stupid tree trimming thing. Um, that whole scene at Serkowski's thing, I don't really like. I just no. like the uh, little shoulder action from Denise. And then it's we just, can, can. They take just. Um,
1: is that just me, or is that like the most obviously filmed on a like soundstage? That part when the car gets cut in half and that. Oh yeah. Of any James Bond film, it looks like the Jaws ride. Where they filmed it, you know the, well, I can't remember where it was. I think that was at Universal Studios, wasn't it? Do you remember that, the Jaws ride where? Yeah. The, yeah. the shark would like pop out. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> it looks like
0: it should be the the main villain in that sh- scene should be a shark, yes, a hundred. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I know I still quite like the car though. Yeah. And Pierce Brosnan just looks cool standing next to it because of course he does. Like, I think the main picture they used of it was him in the oil fields. And, I, yeah, I just want to go out and buy a Brioni suit in this car once I see these pictures. And that was nearly 20 years ago. Right. Nearly tw- over 20 years. I can't do maths. Oh, it's too early in the morning. Yeah. Yep. It, w- it, was a- it was a long time ago. Yep.
0: All right, let's move on. So this is a very, very, very obscure car the ford Fairlane from die another day which we see in cuba so
1: uh,
0: i don't know i mean obviously there's not cuban car companies so i didn't expect anything like that i actually you know what i don't mind the use of this car in that film um but you know it's difficult because this is when the movie starts to take a shitty turn at the same time yeah so, so, it's like so this shit with, This with is this, like, car.
1: this is a trigger, isn't it? This car yeah. is a trigger for us Bond yeah. fans because it's like sit in a Ford, sit in the Ford Fairlane, by yeah. a good James Bond film.
0: You know what though? I'm not gonna hate on it. I'll I'll give it its due. I think uh for them to pull a nineteen fifty seven Ford Fairlane out of out of the sky to uh to be in here, obviously these are to me it just kinda takes me back to like uh like Godfather part two when they're in yeah. Havana and the, you know these american classic cars were the thing so um i don't i don't hate that so i don't have too much to say about it i mean these cars were never my favorite like the old cadillac old ford t-birds i've never been too big of a fan of them um but the use in the film i don't i don't hate that's really yeah. all
1: i am on that one yeah i quite like it i think it's it fits the scene again Um yeah let's move on to i don't know, hold on take a note a second wait this hang out all i was going to say do you reckon we should maybe go through and do the daniel craig ones in a second episode because otherwise this episode's going to be like two hours long because i know that i can talk about the daniel craig films all day
0: yeah we can do that i mean i still yeah. have to cut out fucking my 20 minute work call
1: yeah i had a look and i think this will probably once we get through this film uh this Car will probably still be up to about like fifty odd minutes.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we
1: can yeah. stop. We can stop with uh, dying other days, cars, and
0: then we'll we'll call it a day.
1: Yeah, we can wrap it up. Yeah, that sounds good. And then we can maybe do something else on the other episode as well. I reckon that could work out well. Like, what cars yeah. would we introduce to the films or something? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll introduce the Aston Martin. So. The Aston Martin V12 Vanish, Vanquish. What's it, which mm-hmm. one is it? Um,
0: it's the Vanquish. It's the Vanquish. <sighs> I'm going to jump in real quick. This is one of the most badass Aston Martins of all time. The problem is the, the invisibility. But the car itself is elite, man. This, I mean, it's a V12. They don't make shit like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's a monster. It's stylish as hell. He looks great in it. The missiles, like every, even just the scene when he's explaining what it does and he throws the book up in the air. Like, there's all kinds of great things going on with it. The invisibility, the concept is just stupid. And you can't even associate it with the card because that's just the writers. You know what I mean? And it's a story. But the V 12 Vanquish itself literally takes us into a new. Milo, shut the fuck up! (laughs) It literally (laughs) takes us into a new era of bond cars. I mean, it, it brings it's, it's, I'm glad that, uh, that Pierce Brosnan got to drive this cause it shows like, this is a, f- this is a fucking car right here.
1: Do you know the weird thing is that this car is so iconic that you almost don't realize that Pierce Brosnan hasn't driven an Aston Martin since GoldenEye for two minutes. Mm hmm. That it makes you think that James Bond only has ever driven an Aston Martin and that's it right even going through this list I was like nah surely not Piers Bosnan must have driven another one but he hasn't this is pretty much the main Aston Martin that Bond drives during Piers Bosnan's time and this to me is probably the car that has allowed Aston Martin to keep being in the films and keep Mm -hmm. them relevant for me because I think without this it wouldn't happen. And I know that, that next week we are going to talk about the the Aston Martin from Casino Royale. So that's 2006 Casino Royale. This is 2002. I think that the Vanquish still looks nicer. I think that mm-hmm. it's a nicer looking car. I think the gadgets on it are... Yeah, going invisible is over the top and it's a bad idea. Like, there's no no way around that. It's a bad idea compounds the shitness of this film that's yep. like that just to me sums up the film it's <laughs> the like beautiful, beautiful car then it goes <laughs> invisible that's literally like how i would describe die another day um, yep. but this was this is the car as a kid that i wanted <clears throat> probably more than the db5 this is the car that i wanted as a kid yeah
0: yeah I agree. No, I agree 100. It, it because it's invisible. Well, I'm gonna. If you guys can hear my dog, I'm so sorry. He's been, he never barks, and I just want not shut the fuck up. Um, honorable mention. So this is one of the first, and really the only. I mean, yes, they've made model cars, but they had the three like 118th scale or whatever it is, like yeah. the, the main size of the Aston Martin, the Jaguar XKR, and then Jinx's Thunderbird. That I loved. I don't like the Jag because of all the stupid gadgets. Where's he going to get this? Like the, the freaking turret on the back and the missiles. Why does he yeah. have that? And then I thought, I mean, that, you know, because this is the thing people may not realize when this film was made, Ford owned Jag, Land Rover, and Aston Martin. So Ford got involved with this film and they put the Aston Martin, the Jag, and the T Bird in there. And then if you look around, there's you know Land Rovers here and there or whatever else. But it's like, uh, you know, the marketing marketing side, like getting three model cars out there, like hell yeah, I would yeah. still buy, it. I would still buy it, all three of these today if I could find them. And I know I know where I can find one aside from obviously the internet, but I know locally where I can find the Aston Martin. But to me, it's just honestly like when I see these three cars, especially the Jag, oddly enough. I just think, like, fast and furious yeah. model cars, you know? And that, like, just brings me back to childhood. This is one thing I think they did do right with Die Another Day was the marketing side of it. But aside from that, you know, but the Jag, the beautiful car, that's stupid concept with the, the gadgets.
1: They just did so well with this, because I reckon anyone who's like our generation, this made you want to get one of these when you grow up. Like... If you had the money and that, and you saw one of these now, you'd still be like, "Yeah, I want that." Yeah. And apart from maybe the DB5, I don't know if there's many other cars that really do that. Um, especially not for me. But this is the one that I would would go and get, to be honest. Just the aggressive looking grille on the front. I can't yeah. say anything bad about this car.
0: No, no, neither can I. But. I think that wraps it up for – this will be a two-part episode, as we mentioned. Um, So we're doing, obviously, Dr. No all the way through Die Another Day. Today, the next week, we will really dive into all the Daniel Craig vehicles, and that's everything he drives, everything henchmen drive, and uh, we'll kind of add some more concepts. Do you want to really quick – we'll do a top three, like really quick top three iconic from this point on. Yep. So excluding Daniel Craig, go ahead with your uh, your top three. So, my number. Oh,
1: this is really difficult now because I've just gone on about that car. And I don't know if I can get into the top three. Just um, rattle. I'm just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. All right. I'm going for the V8 from uh, Timmy's film. Timmy gets, Timmy gets my number one. Uh, nice. Number two, I will. Probably go with the Aston Martin V12, to be honest. And then the DB5 as number three. But when I say one, two, three, it's almost, they're all tied for one. But yeah. that's, yeah, that's my, um, that's how I'm going to go for it, just for the cars that I'd want to, I suppose, own. Yeah. And then my
0: top three, I'll go um, the DB5, number one. I'll do yeah. the Lotus Esprit combos, but the submarine one, obviously, number two. And
1: then number three, I'll do the uh, the V8. V8, Yep. sounds good. Well, what we will do, I'll put that on Instagram. We'll see who who wins mm-hmm. out of our picks. And um, you'll win. You always win. It's annoying. I always I'm, just, do. I'm just gonna play to the. I'm just gonna play to the audience next time and be like, oh, number one DB5, number two DB5, and number three 5 Just six. so that I can win <laughs> one of these, right? Um. But we'll put that up there, and we'll um, yeah. Chat sounds good to, to me. But we'll yeah. Craig films next week.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I thank you guys for listening as usual, and um, that was part one of the Cars of Bond. Next week, like we said, we'll dive into Daniel Craig's series and and go from there. Easy. Thanks for that. Thanks, guys. <laughs>